This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, I wanted to put something together for you. You know, we've been trying to give you a little more time for everybody to get to the uh, pregame show. So we've been recording those on Friday night. Now that uh, Pete is freed up a little more, uh, you'll get a postgame show tomorrow. A little change up, though. Uh, Pete and the folks have the Streetsboro end of the year ceremony. So Pete's going to be a little bit busy celebrating, you know, what was one hell of a year and a ride for the kids. We got somebody in, so it won't be a solo effort tomorrow. We got somebody coming on. So you'll definitely get your post-game show. We'll still record it as normal. All that good stuff. Look, with it being championship Saturday and Oklahoma and Baylor, which actually turned out to be a really, really good game uh, as far as being close, uh, LSU blowing the doors off of Georgia. From Browns Maven, Pete Smith through SI.com, your host here, Jeff Lloyd. Your local experts on the big, biggest stories, Cleveland Brown wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Look with Championship Saturday, it brings up a lot of draft talk. We're here for it. Pete, first things first. Stingley from LSU, an absolute true freshman. You almost hate it for the kid because he kind of looks like he's about ready now. And you're talking during the game where next year LSU is going to maybe use him in a Charles Woodson two-way player type of role. He's 18 years old, Pete. He's out there reading and deking quarterbacks like he's a five-year veteran in the NFL. Well, I'm never a fan of talking about guys in terms of freshmen can go play NFL just because it's different. You but, uh, yeah, of course. But he's very good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's fantastic. Uh, he His production is really, really good. He needs – to do a little bit more in the tackling department. But, yes, in terms of his ability to sort of just see what's developing and be able to read it, uh, it's tremendous. And, you know, in some ways the the NFL has been missing one of these guys for a long time. So if he can sort of deliver on that and be that phenomenal, what is actually a shutdown corner, that would be tremendous. Uh, We'll see if that's able to happen. But, I mean, it's – and obviously it's a different position. Corners, obviously a different deal, but it's the same deal as like the, the quarterback from Clemson last year where like, oh, he can go in and dominate the NFL. And then he didn't have that great of a year in college. So I'm always a little wary of that. I'm hoping, you know, he can be great. Uh, you know, this is a pretty good corner class into, it, into itself. And you know, when he is ready, hopefully he's like, you know, Deion Sanders or one of those that, you know, a uh, uh, Aeneas Williams type player, which is just, you know, Hall of Fame type talent and not a, we're trying to make this guy a shutdown corner. That's not actually a shutdown corner. Yeah, just a pleasure to watch. And it's just the amazingness of, you know, a kid that young. And even you see the body look, you know, obviously, you know, going to need, you know, some some weight room work over the years, but I mean, you're talking about a kid who was running around high school fields last year. And here he is, everybody who thinks highly of Jake Fromm. not sure I agree there, but you know, here he is, you know, making a guy like Jake Fromm, who some people are trying to make into a first round quarterback earlier this year and kind of having his way with him. Just really, really impressive to watch. And it's not just today guys, this kid's been doing it all year. And to be uh look, I mean, you can, get some snaps and some reps at LSU as a true freshman. When you're a shutdown cornerback at LSU as a true freshman, where there's always been 
a boatload of defensive backs. That's one that certainly makes you sit up and take a little notice here. So obviously we're going to get to you know a bunch of drafts here. And you know, this kind of always happens on Saturday with the college feel to it. And that's fine, man. You know, it's, you know, as we always tell you, you, you can't avoid it. You can't run from it. It's here. It's coming. Uh, Vince Caludi, who's uh, been bringing a lot of questions here for things. Um, what is the draft need versus what do you think they actually draft? Pete, it's, this is, it's, it's rare. And, you know, we look, you know, I, I've been on Dorsey a little bit about this and, but it's rare when what you really need looks like it's going to be readily available. And, you know, whether it's the Dane Bruglers of the world or other guys who cover this draft, you know, who cover the draft, you know, 24, seven, 365. It's look, Pete, I mean, it's not hard to see. Um, if you want to watch how Marcus Dupree basically almost killed Baker Mayfield last Sunday, you got to start with a left tackle. Uh, and this, this looks as long as, you know, we get an athleticism checks out or everything, there's a lot of guys here, Pete. There is a lot of talent to play on the islands of the offensive lines. Well, if it was Marcus Dupree, that would really say a lot about Justin McCray. Um, it, you know, the Browns have been fortunate. They've, the last several years, they've been able to match really good draft classes <laughs> with needs. Um, and this is going to be yet another example. So, you know, short of, just an absolute shocking situation where either the tackles just aren't as good as we think they are. And obviously there's a bunch of stuff for them to go through athletic testing, postseason, all-star games, et cetera. Um, I, you know, that's where this is going. It's just a question of when um, I expect Like right now it's offensive tackle and pencil. Um, and if you look at the top two needs for the Browns, the first one is offensive tackle. The second one is offensive tackle. It's going to be, likely the first round pick and they could uh, easily come back and get another one in this draft. If, if it, if it, if it holds up, there's a lot of talent. There's a pretty good amount of depth to it. Generally speaking, offensive tackles go early and they go often and the depth sort of becomes underwhelming. There's always dudes in terms of athletic skill sets. I mean, you look at like this year, a guy I had targeted uh, was just in school from Vanderbilt and, he was starting for the 49ers for a bunch of games uh, when they were without uh, Staley. So there's going to be guys. Uh, there are already a bunch of guys that are worth watching. Um, I, you know, if you watch the Georgia game, Andrew Thomas is, is the guy. Uh, the Browns are not going to get him. Uh, Tristan Werps and Larry Jackson from Iowa are both pretty good. Werps is better. Um, I'm intrigued by... Austin Jackson from USC, at least from a movement skill standpoint. Uh, so there's the two Bama tackles. Alex Leatherwood, I like his feet. I'm not – I haven't watched enough of him, but I'm not loving his functional strength as a, as a blocker on the move. Uh, Jedrick Wills, Willis. Very, very powerful guy. Uh, I think he's going to test with his feet better than maybe he plays. Uh, but, yeah, there's no shortage of interesting options. Obviously, I like – uh, Prince Tega Winogo from Auburn as a, you know, a, a, a forward-looking pick. Uh, I'm not hung up on if it plays left tackle or right tackle. I think, you know, if they if they take a first-round right tackle and come back and get a left tackle, I'm okay with that um, just by virtue of the way where, the nature of the AFC North and the way the game's going. And, you know, Baker Mayfield is inclined to want to roll to his right anyway. So 
you know, getting a stud on that part wouldn't hurt my feelings in the least. But, you know, it, the draft is about five months away. Uh, you know, where guys are going to go, you can get some general ideas. But, you know, in terms of what's going to actually happen, we'll see. But I'm not worried about there not being an offensive tackle for that. I mean, there's there's a, a, a path where it's possible they could run into a desert and they have to take something first or trade back or move up or whatever. But uh, they're not going to have an issue finding guys that I think can 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 play and be be effective for them. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the way it breaks down as of now, um, you know, whatever happens with that second Houston third round pick, you have four picks in the top 32, 64, 96. Uh, you know, so I, I, it, it appears now the way it's looking is there'll be plenty of options to go to tackles within that top 96. Um, you know, we were talking today, you know, I was talking with some guys on Twitter today, um, you know, Trey Adams from Washington. Uh, you know, we just got the senior role invite, which is fantastic. None of that is going to matter um, for him. He's a guy. It'll all be about the combine uh, ACL and which led to some back trouble. And that's always one of the things you worry about knee, hip, then back. He's a guy where major, major, uh, you know, medicals will be an issue. Um, you know, but even when you talk about Auburn, there's two tackles at Auburn. There's two tackles at Alabama. There's two tackles at Iowa. It, it, it's shaping up to be a really, really deep class. And this kind of leads to the the, uh, the question here from Gio. Obviously, he wanted to talk a little bit offensive tackle in a draft, which we established. But which positions, you know, are you looking to attack in the draft versus free agency? Acquire, getting free agent tackles, Pete, is difficult. It's really, really hard to do. It, it, it's it, it's a rarity. Um or the other avenue is trade for him. Look, the, the Trent Williams thing, that's always a possibility. Um, but you have to think the price just gets lower and lower. And then there may be somebody who really just jumps up and kind of outbids the pack to say, all right, well, I definitely want to make sure I want him. And with the capital the Browns have, where it could be four in the top 96, I, I, I'd rather, A, get a cheaper player, B, get a guy who's 21, 22, as opposed to 31 with a lot of miles, a lot of wear and tear. And let's be honest, Trent Williams is a frustrated guy. It, you know, just getting that move may not end the frustration. I mean, he may just be this aggravated with what's been done to him. It's a little tough to overcome it. Uh, I, I'm still, I have no interest in the Trent Williams thing. Um, I, I don't know if he can pass the physical. Um, I think that ship should have sailed. There's too many other ways to, to get around, uh, that effectively, in my opinion. Um, so you've got to do this in the draft. Uh, Brian Bulaga is the one guy I think is going to be heavily considered if he gets out in free agency. I don't know if that's the right answer, but the Packers, Obviously paid uh, Bakhtiari on the other side. Uh, they just paid uh, Lindsley at center. You know, it, maybe they can easily afford Bulaga. I don't. I don't know offhand. They obviously spent a bunch of free agency last year, so it may not be feasible to do that. Um, but if he gets out, and you know, the Browns coaching staff is the same, or at least James Campen is the same, that's going to be a natural uh, fit. He obviously coached the Packers. Brian Bulaga was a first-round pick of the Packers. He plays right tackle. 
Um, but obviously, I think the Browns are really aiming to cut salary to the offensive line. They've got J.C. Schroeder. They've got Joe Bertonio. I think, you know, I, I, I hope it's either going to be Wyatt Teller or Drew Forbes at right guard. And if it's not Drew Forbes at guard, it's hopefully Drew Forbes at tackle. But that would be two more guys on rookie contracts. Um, the draft guys would be rookie contracts. That would co- be a cost control thing for when you're trying to extend some of these guys like Miles Garrett, David Njoku, et cetera. So that is why they, they've gone this route, and hopefully they can get it done. Because if they do, they're going to be in great shape from a cost standpoint and the salary gap with the line going forward. If they don't and they feel like they have to get Bulaga, it's going to be a little bit trickier. But, you know, it, it just changes the way your windows sort of work and where else you can spend. Yeah, and it's look. I mean, you, you just get your tackles young, and look. And if you can get two tackles here, and you have Forbes and Teller, um, and it, it maybe gives you, you know, and it seems weird because the Browns mentioned a lot. You know, they thought Forbes could snap. It gives you flexibility, and as we mentioned from the moment Campen was hired, this is what you do: you go get him a bunch of offensive tackles, and you know, kind of let him go to work and whole puts you together a line so you know from that standpoint that's what you're looking to address here um look it could be you know could be left tackle in the first could be right tackle in the first come right back get left tackle in a second if you get left tackle in the first you could maybe use one of the two thirds but you got to go somehow some way these bookends it's got to be a new story here it's got to be two new bookends next year no way, no doubt. Even you know, as you, you know, as Pete mentioned, and we we floated Balaga's name here, and it seems a lot really obvious of the connecting the dots type of thing. It's something to be addressed. It has to be addressed. It is you cannot have the issues that happened this year happen again in you know twenty twenty and what'll be Baker's Baker's third year. I don't care who the head coach is. The offensive tackle play is paramount. It needs to be improved. It needs to be improved drastically we'll get to more here with some more draft coverage jeff lloyd pete smith rolling on through locked on browns treat yourself to the meal you deserve look it's saturday night you're getting ready to watch ohio state you've been watching sports all day i you know hope you weren't running away going to the kitchen you want to make it easy on yourself have the food and the meals you want brought in you what's your favorite local restaurant whether it's your favorite chain restaurant go ahead and download the doordash app now get five dollars off your first Purchase a $15 or more when you use the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Look, if you're driving, you're bebopping around, don't worry about it now. Go to LockedOn.com slash offers. Check out all the fantastic savings you can get through our sponsors here at the network. Uh, again, just use DoorDash. Download it through your app, promo code, all caps, no space, Locked On. Have yourselves a great meal with a little discount from everybody over here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Pete, the safety play, that's going to be a popular one here. And I, I think the biggest thing with improving the safety room is, is it, it, it may be a couple grabs. There are, we, we spoke about this the other night, guys, uh, as far as, you know, free agency, um, you know, I, I brought up, you know, because I did a mock today, I brought up the name of Nas Aldrin from Florida state. Um, and one of the reasons I like him so much is if this big nickel is going to remain, we're talking about a guy with good height, good weight, good length, 
probably good enough athleticism to probably play a deeper safety role. But Pete, you're talking about a kid with 191 tackles in his last two seasons down in Tallahassee. He can kind of give you, you know, that nickel, that nickel safety look and kind of brings it in spades. I mean, because the guy can tackle, but when you need to, and that one day where Whitehead looked kind of good in Baltimore, can drop back and do some things back there if you need him to. Well, he's definitely not a free safety, uh, and that's where he's playing for Florida State. Uh, they drop him back, and he, he's asked to cover a lot of ground. It's sad to move. say they don't, have, they don't have another one. This is so yeah, bad to say about Florida State. They, so he, he, he uh, has a ton of tackle. His production's great this year. His production was tackle-wise was great last year, too. Um, he, he's made a few more plays on the ball this year. Uh, I've only really seen tape from last year of him, and he does a couple. He, he'll make a few nice hits, but I, I don't think he's a very confident tackler. But he's there all the time. So yeah, I mean, from that big nickel standpoint, you know, I don't know if he's actually that six four. Usually they want him to be shorter than that, um, and you know that's interesting. But yeah, if, if you're gonna play with a with an X you know, up in the box that can do some different things. Length, uh, the ability to sort of play play the run and those type of things are definitely interesting. And he's worth a look. I don't, you know, to this point, I don't think he's rated really at all, which I find interesting. So I don't know where that's going to end up. I, I, obviously, Florida State is going with Mike Norvell now. Um, so I don't know if he's going to decide, you know what, Time to get the hell out of Dodge. I'm going to the NFL, or if he'll want to stay another year. But from a body type standpoint, it's 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 just one of those guys that's interesting, like the kid from Houston uh, that's that I had uh, talked about, Patrick Nelson. SMU. Those guys. Oh yeah, SMU. Patrick Nelson uh, is they're those guys that seem like they stand out to do this type of defensive scheme if they're going to stay with it. Uh, and, you know, they could always adjust it and make it more of a true 4-3 if they really like their linebackers, but they don't have enough. So we'll see where that goes. But, you know, and they may be able to get some of these guys on the cheap by virtue of the fact that they run a very specific scheme that not a lot of teams do. Though, I, 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 I also point out that, you know, you look at some of these teams that are picking these type of players specifically because they like the ability to do some of these things like uh, – uh, New England taking the kid from Vanderbilt last year, Juwan, Juwan uh, Williams, who I really liked specifically because he was so tall and he could do a few things and they liked him as sort of a, a slot guy. I don't think he's played much for them this year. But, you know, it, 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 for the type of defense the Browns are playing, he, like, he would have made a lot of sense. So if, you know, this kid from Florida State, uh, yeah, that's a, we'll just say Hamza, uh, he, it, <laughs> the other thing, if, if, if he can sort of run and do a little bit in terms of defending tight ends, you know, obviously Schobert can do that, but it would be another rangy guy. Like that, in a lot of ways, would feel, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, going in the vein of trying to get uh, the kid from Clemson, Isaiah Simmons, and realizing that's too rich for your blood, and going for guys that, you know, have some of those traits, but not you know, aren't quite the price tag and hoping you can sort of emulate what that guy's doing. 
And for me, you know, the thing with the the big the big nickel and the theory of it is, is you know, if you're looking at it now, and you know, as we spend so much time talking about, you know, oh well, the, you know, they didn't judge these tackles. You've got to look within your division first. Um, you know, whether or not Bud Dupree remains in Pittsburgh, you still got T.J. Watt. You need to handle these edges. You look at you look at Baltimore. They they love to run a lot of tight ends. Um, so, you know, look, Joe can't do it by himself. Uh, we haven't seen enough Mac, uh, Mac Wilson to show that he's going to be an answer there. And that's where, you know, this can come in. And the other thing is, is, you know, you need a defensive back who, you know, look, not many guys are going to be faster than Lamar Jackson, but at least be able to, you know, kind of run horizontally with them. So that's where, you know, this big nickel may not be something that runs away defensively because look, as much as we thought about Baltimore system, until something changes or it don't work, there ain't no reason, you know, they're certainly not going to go attempt to fix something that at this point is not currently broken from how to pronounce this. I have no idea at Z A C E 12. Um, this is one where it's probably going to work out for the Browns and look, it's going to, you know, this is going to be a wide receiver class where it may not matter. Even if you like what you got, um, there's going to be value that maybe you just can't turn down. Look, uh, you know, obviously Callaway gone. Ratley's really never gotten an opportunity today. I mean, this year, Willie's obviously getting now recovering from an ACL, just a terrible run he's had in Cleveland. Um, he just may be a guy that will always remember that Raven game and that big play. And it's always funny and it sucks for the guy, but it's funny how there's always guys that just create, there's one memory um, but you know, uh, so he's asking which wide receiver fits that yak mold for Baker will be around for, you know, for two or three rounds. I'm not sure so much if it's the yak, but Pete, you know, I know you love him. Uh, how he's not going to mobile, but he is going to Tampa. Uh, John, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. The thing I like about it, Pete, is he's got like, he's got this center field type ability where, you know, makes the cut. And one thing, you know, you want to see with wide receivers is make sure you run the route perfectly. It doesn't matter if you're seeing the ball come out of the quarterback's hands. I mean, if the trust is there and you run the route correctly, boom, make your cut, get your separation, find the ball. He is so damn good at it. And I think he's a guy that would really, really work well with Baker. Yeah, um, Look, I mean, based on his season, you know, some people are not as high on Jalen Rager uh, from TCU uh, because and it's not really that he was bad necessarily. Their offense wasn't as good. But there are just so many other players that have stepped up and been great that he theoretically could be a guy that's sort of hanging around for a little while. Uh, he could be Callaway, what, you lo- what you hoped Callaway could be, could have been. Well, I mean, I was, you know, maybe. I, I always looked at, he, he's not as big. I always looked at, you know, Debo Samuel is what you were hoping Callaway was, which mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is pretty damn good. Oh, uh, but there's good. a lot of there's a lot of guys that you know. I, I think you know there's a lot of size in this class. There's not as many like shifty dudes, and I don't. You know, this is one of those things where you don't really know what the Browns want. They've got a lot of big guys overall. Um, they they seem to value size quite a bit. Uh, so like Derek Willies is obviously a big guy with speed. And the dude that got hurt that I liked last year uh, is has is, has some size and speed. Like Damian Ratley is not a huge guy, but he's definitely not small. I mean, he's 200 pounds. He's like six two. 
So, I mean, they're not, at least right now, they don't seem like they're all that interested in getting, like, super – I mean, Jar- Jarvis Landry's far and away their smallest receiver. So, you know, it may just come down to what they like. But there's not going to be a shortage of guys that can can contribute and do some of those things. But it, it just comes down to what they really want in that style. And then you combine that with – or you sort of balance that against what they hope they're getting back in tight end and what they want in tight end. So obviously they'll have Najoku. I mean, you know, if they if they continue to like what uh, the kid from Princeton doing, Stephen Carlson, you know that becomes another option. Demetrius Harris probably isn't going anywhere. Um, and you know we'll see what happens with Ricky Seals Jones. Maybe it's you know the situation where they actually get keep four tight ends right now. They've got five uh, that that they can they can get a nice little group working, and then may, they may want some smaller speedier guys. I mean, obviously every year we talk about sort of John Dorsey wants to get that, you know, tight kill type element, even if it's not necessarily uh, in that package per se, but they may want somebody who can, can be a threat over the top. I think Jalen Rager is a guy who can do that. Um, and there are some, certainly some guys, you know, obviously the Bama guys are going to be popular for that. Uh, I'm a little more skeptical on them than, than most people are. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be opportunities to grab receivers all the way through the draft, and it's going to be a class where you want to make sure you get you, you get one somewhere because you don't want to just come away empty-handed. It's Yeah, this is one where it's just, you know, it, like you're going to feel like, you know, like kind of left out of the party. And it's – I'm going to tell you right now, you know, we try to do these episodes and we try to do, you know, give you draft preview coverage. You're going to get some bigger wide receiver ones because it's looking to be a really – Really good class. Uh, we'll continue to go on here with a couple more questions. Um, I just want to take this opportunity. Um, the show went over 1 million downloads for the year today. Um, amazing. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, I live here with my wife and three daughter, uh, two daughters. Uh, nobody in this house listens to me. So the fact that, you know, all you guys are coming here to listen to me and Pete talk about, you know, day-to-day Brown stuff, obviously the draft coverage you guys appreciate, which, you know, thank you for that because we love doing it. Um, just, I mean, numbing. Uh, and this is, as I've told you guys many times, this has kind of become my safe zone here with all I've you know gone through personally in the last 13 months or so. It's my nice escape and you just, I can kind of flush everything out and talk about ball because my wife and daughter certainly don't want to hear about it. And uh, look, it's just too much. It, it, a number one, this is fun. I, I I enjoy sitting down with Pete and busting each other's chops, you know, during the day, you know, with through messages and you know, making fun of some tweets from some people or whatever. It's not mostly you guys. Most of the time, it's the bigger media type of stuff, and that's it. But it's it's good. It kind of breaks up the monotony of day to day life. And now that we're over a million and just continue to churn it out, you guys are just too stinking. Awesome, and I appreciate you, and I thank you. To everybody who's asking about Mr. Thomas from Georgia, honestly, there's no way in hell, Pete, because you still have needs and what it would cost to trade up. And the thing is, there's the, if you were only a left tackle away, you understand it. But you know, in round one and the cost of trading up even 10 spots, the only reason you would ever do it is the quarterback position, Pete. 
Uh, so right now, right this second, I think Detroit or New York Giants, Detroit Lions, and Miami Dolphins pick two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know Chase Young would theoretically go two to the Giants, and that's a question of three and four. Um, he's not getting past one of those if this is where it's at. I mean, uh, you know Atlanta's down there. You know, theoretically, they could if they were, were done with Jake Matthews. That seems unlikely. Arizona's right there. I mean, it, it's just not going to happen. Somebody's taking him. You know, one of those top six spots, if it stays where it's at, is is going to happen. It's you know, you make peace with it, you move on. He's he's a tremendous talent. I think he's going to be a really nice player because he's probably not even done growing yet. He's still twenty, uh, but there's going to be. Other dudes, Tristan Werps is also super young, and, and there's a lot to love with his talent. Uh, there are going to be plenty of guys uh, to get, and this isn't a situation where you want to sort of accept less, but it's, you know, this is the price of you know, not finishing at the bottom of the barrel, which was the goal here. And if they win three or, you know, all of their remaining games, which is, again, you're trying to build something here, that that's where you want to go and you're going to be even further down. So you're not going to get him um, unless something insane happens at this point. So we've got to focus on these other guys. There's no shortage of them. Um, even just looking at the, the senior bowl stuff, you know, I was booking my travel for that um, today. There's, you know, there's a lot of guys that even just in that group, I'm hoping everybody goes. Uh, Winogo is going to be there. I'm curious, very curious about this Matt Pert kid from uh, Connecticut, which apparently still has a football program. Um, Josh Jones, I'd, I'd like to see him live. Um, you know, Akeem Adeniji from, from Kansas is interesting. There's just uh, there's a lot of good players that are going to be available. And those are just, those are all, you know, seniors. And, and they'll, you know, they'll probably have a graduating junior somewhere in there. But most of the kids are going to be, or I should say most of the high-end guys are going to be underclassmen. Obviously, both Bama kids are underclassmen. Thomas himself is an underclassman. Works an underclassman. Uh, so there's going to be, uh, you know, an influx of some of these guys uh, coming in that are going to be a year uh, a year younger. So, I've got, you know, Austin Jackson would be a, an underclassman as well. So there's going to be a lot of guys. It's about finding the right one for the Browns. Uh, you know, again, all this depends on what's going to happen with coaching staff and everything with that. First, uh, you know, I think we can narrow it down a little bit in terms of what they want based on James Campen's style and stuff like that. But it's, I, I'm not worried at this point that the Browns are suddenly going to be stuck with a, a bad offensive tackle option by virtue of the fact they can't get what amounts to be the Miles Geared or Baker Mayfield of this class at that position. And the other thing is, is um, I think they're going to. You know, even what you know, what everybody tries to oh well, Greg Robinson is playing the best ball of his life. Well, that's okay, it's still not good enough. And even whatever you get at 18, 19, 20, if it goes better at 22, eh, we'll live with it at you know, at, at 22 years of age, 21 years of age, whatever it may be, you'll live with it with the more confidence that growth will come from that. It took Greg all these years just to get to, if you want to say competent, I'm not sure I'm going to say competent, but if that's what you want to say, that is what you want to say. Um, 
from at say uh, say at say eight rice. Who would the Bengals pick at rice? Uh, pick at one. Look, as much as I think Chase Young is the safest player in this draft and is an absolute world dominator, and if the Bengals do it, I won't not. I won't say a word about it. Go ahead. That, but. It, it, it's it, there's no way it's not Joe Burrow at one. I mean, you know, look, start looking for a property somewhere near the Bengals f- facility because that's where he's headed. Uh, look, you hired Zach Taylor uh, to mold a quarterback. So unless he's just hates Joe Burrow um, for some reason, <laughs> or Joe Burrow comes out and says, "I hate Skyline Chili." Joe Burrow's going to Cincinnati. Yeah, so I mean that that is the reason you hired him. Uh, you were looking at this. You're obviously not going to bring Andy Dalton back. You found out it's the answer is not uh, the the kid they drafted, who's going to be great in preseason forever and not any good as a starter. It'd be nothing uh, wrong if he turns out to be a Drew Stanton. Well, all right. I guess I think Drew Stanton has a much better arm than that kid. That's that's his. No, failing. but I mean, if you're the guy that he goes to when he comes off the field, there's nothing wrong with that. Those guys. Oh have, yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah. Ryan Finley, you know, no, I think Ryan Finley's going to be around for a while. I just don't, you know, I don't think it's going to happen as a starter, which is all the more reason I can pick pick Burrow. But you don't hire Zach Taylor to sort of mold a quarterback and then have Zach Taylor say, um, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and pass. I mean, we we did this. Hugh Jackson, they didn't pick first. He didn't want Wentz, so they didn't take Wentz. Uh, and, and they had some other issues with it. But if they if they were at one, they would have taken Goff. The Bengals will be at one pending a miracle, so they're going to take Burrow. It's it, it just seems way too easy. It just seems way too obvious. And hopefully for Cincinnati, you don't screw this up. And I don't know, leave the Giants at one, you know. And where the Giants get in a position where somebody else, Miami, who's got more bullets, so to say, to spare. Uh, but, guys, as of right now, where we are five months, uh, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, get the baseball cap ready. Get the uh, – Well, this will be a situation where you can put the first two picks in pen. It's just a question of which two picks. Or I should say which two teams. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um. <sighs> One more from here and a little bit of the action today. Pete, Jalen Hurts, how do you handle this? I mean, what is he in the NFL? Is he even in the NFL? Uh, you know, I think Lincoln Riley did a remarkable job making him look like what he did this year. But at times and in big situations, you saw what led to to a – taking over in Tuscaloosa? Well, look, I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a top prospect. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I do think in an NFL that has teams like Buffalo and has teams like Baltimore, he's going to have a home and he's going to be a quarterback. And and, and if, if, if other teams look at this and go, well, we're going to try to do this, there's going to be any number of avenues to try to do that. Obviously, Hurts is going to be in the draft this year. You're going to have a kid from Ohio State next year. That's you know that's fine, but as long as these these type of offenses exist, they're going to be able to get guys like Jalen Hurts, and you know they they may get a guy like Hurts on the on the cheap by virtue of the fact that teams aren't willing to buy in. I mean that's what happened. Or don't know how to use them. 
Huh? Or don't know how to use them. Right. I mean, that, and that's what happened with, with Lamar Jackson. He, he was bad in interviews. Uh, he had some, you know, he had some question marks coming out of college, and you had to be a team that was going to fully commit to what he does. And the, the Ravens do. And, you know, if you, if you like Jalen Hurts, and I know there are some people who love him, uh, then, you know, if you're willing to commit to that, more power to you. If not, then he may fall and may be a tremendous value for a team like Baltimore or Buffalo that gets, you know, if you're running this style, there's a chance that your guys get, get banged up. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a truly debilitating injury that's going to keep you out. But theoretically, you could uh, have, have a guy that can give your guy a breather or whatever. I don't know if anyone has the balls to do that, but that would be the way to sort of look at it. And look, I mean, you have to hedge your bet when you're running that type of system with these quarterbacks. And, you know, and you're right. I mean, if, you know, Lamar Jackson runs a 70-yard play, uh, maybe he needs a blow. And But the other thing is, is, you know, there's always that copycat mentality. The NFL is, look, I mean, whatever we're trying and whatever we're putting in the pot, it turns out and it tastes like shit. All right. Let's give this an option. I think we got some here. We can take some from what they're doing. So maybe the window isn't as closed as much for some of these, you know, more athletic than passing type of quarterbacks for now, because the league is forever changing, obviously. Uh, Pete, uh, the what's the what's the latest for Pete Smith? NFL-wise, college football-wise, it's going to be Oklahoma, I assume now, Pete. Uh, you know, obviously we know now Georgia's done and eliminated. Oklahoma's your four. Um, and look, I don't care who gets one. I don't care who gets two. Ohio State, LSU, that's the game we need. Uh, yeah, watching UVA play Clemson, I wish UVA had all their dudes. Losing Bryce Hall earlier in the season right now sucks because they can't cover these receivers. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll see. I, 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 I can't imagine Wisconsin's going to beat Ohio State. I can't imagine it's going to be particularly close. Um, and, yeah, I mean, this is ultimately where it's headed. Uh, you know, I have no problem with LSU and Ohio State playing other games to sort of get, get going, um, whether it's Clemson or, or Oklahoma. That's, that's fine. Um, we'll see where we go. But it, I think that's where this is going to go. And it's, I'm hoping Ohio State gets a lot better in the time off if you're an Ohio State fan, particularly those linebackers, because the way LSU's offense works, um, they are going to really put a ton of stress on those linebackers because Joe Burrow, the thing that makes him so good, in addition to like his accuracy and his, his timing and those things, is every so often he just breaks your defense's heart by uh, running one. And if you're not there in those things and you're going to get your linebackers get beat, that's where I think this game can be lost real fast for a team like Ohio State. So, and the other part is obviously their quarterback has to stay healthy because if he's not, they're in a world of hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's where we're going. I think it should be fun, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of enjoying. I, you know, I want closer games. I thought the Big Twelve championship was fun. Uh, I thought the end of the uh, AAC championship was fun. I, you know, the blowouts suck. I want more games that actually mean something. But uh, yeah, this should be should be good stuff. Uh, yeah, so we're looking for a nice run on that, and it always turns into obviously great um, draft focus as far as you know watching these guys in the ultimate, you know, as they've now matured into you know men and seeing them with all of it on the line and 
seen you know players who just have stacked up good careers show up in star moments in star type of you know need moments and you know big players make big plays and big games yeah, yeah, yeah that type of stuff uh make sure you're checking Pete and the crew out over uh at Browns Maven uh all the work on si.com at underscore Pete Smith underscore Again, uh, Pete's going to need a night off tomorrow night, but uh, obviously that's an important one for everything uh, you know. The program at Treesboro established this year. We will, we will, we'll be okay. We'll be okay for a night. So good luck to Pete, and obviously everybody enjoy the night because great year for the program. Show itself at Locked On Browns. Always follow back. DMs are always open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Anything you need, guys. Always there to accommodate. And again, thank you so much. Uh, over a million downloads this year. Insane. Appreciate you all. Love you all. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. We'll talk to you all tomorrow night about 5.15, 5.30 or so. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>